previously on the Simply Human Podcast. Imagine like the worst possible word that starts with the letter F. My, my favorite word, probably, yeah. by the way. <laughs> then the B is the female dog word. Then GM uh, is get money. <laughs> and that is a thing. And Which, I, by the way, is what I have tattooed on my knuckles. <laughs> Better F those Bs get some money, everyone. <laughs> it's episode 59 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it's the return of Kate Gellier, uh, or actually uh, Kate Galliette, as it is uh, actually pronounced. Uh, a movement expert. We're going to talk to her about posture. And then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with Ted. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human fake tip. Fake name. It's a fake name. Yeah, fake name. And we'll wrap up with our <laughs> Simply Human tip of the week. How are you, Rick? I'm good. How are you, Mark? Have you ever tried to take a selfie with a raccoon? No, but I know where you're going with this. I, Did you I, read that? On my run yesterday, I was uh, running, and it was very weird. The squirrel, like, ran alongside me for probably, like, a quarter of a mile. Like, he would run ahead and stop and look at me, and then I would catch up, and he would run. And it was very bizarre because, you know, squirrels are not meant to do this. Like, they're not supposed to trust humans. We're supposed to be smashing them with a rock and eating them. <laughs> Did you but, bludgeon him with a wrench? Well, and <laughs> on the, like, uh, I was like, man, I should take a picture of me and the squirrel. I was like, oh... No, no, I, sh- I totally shouldn't. I saw that article about the guy who took yeah. the Nebraska, selfie with yeah. the, uh, so <laughs> the, the raccoon. So the Nebraska, a Nebraska football player is is driving on a backcountry road, and you can Google this. This actually happened. And he sees this raccoon, and he, I don't know the context, but he's going to get out and take a picture with the raccoon. The raccoon is not into the whole selfie thing. He bites the guy on the leg, and the guy... <laughs> in an effort to, quote, subdue him to try to get him tested for rabies, basically ends up beating him to death with a wrench. <laughs> like, he have a wrench this with him? Poor ra- he's a Nebraska football player. I mean, come on. They oh, have yeah, wrenches he's, in he's their got a wrench. Like, the poor raccoon is just like, you know, if he's he knows that he's going to maybe die from, like, an eagle or, like, a, a mountain lion or something, maybe... Yes, Not, from an eagle. Yeah. <laughs> an eagle is just going to fly. That's a, the most leading cause of death for, like, raccoons. An eagle. Eagle, eagle uh, death. But, like, being beaten to death with a camera wrench-yielding large player. football player is not on his list. Okay. Um, I just I, – I read that this morning and thought, man, that uh, – that is Man, gonna... I, I wish I could have eaten that raccoon is what you probably thought. <laughs> yes. Um, and what, something else weird, I uh, I got some inversion boots and have been hanging upside down. Yeah, I know, because you can't stop sending me pictures. <laughs> I love it. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. By the way, uh, for anyone out there who is friends with Mark on Facebook, like, oh, we've talked about this on the show. Mark is very anti-selfie. Oh, selfies this, selfie that. You take a lot of selfies, buddy. That wasn't a selfie. You taking a picture of yourself no. hanging down in inversion boots no. in your mirror? I, yes, no, that is a selfie. I didn't post that on Facebook. I sent that to a private text thread. The picture I posted on Facebook, my daughter took, which is technically not a selfie. Yeah, but uh, it doesn't have to be on Facebook to be considered a selfie. Oh. There's that one that you're always sending of you, like in the flat-billed Dallas Cowboys hat, like making your like male model look. <laughs> I don't want to hear any more about anti-selfie from you, my friend. Oh, the only selfie I'll take is when I grow like a hilarious mustache. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. You do do that. Okay. Um, well, I haven't any. I haven't done it in a year, so we, I won't do it anymore. Well, let's get to something else that, that there's there was this. Uh, it was going on on Facebook, and there was something on the Chive and something on uh, Huffington Post about just. And stuff like this has gone around before, but I thought it was. Relevant. Yeah, this is these always crack me up, and this this used to be, and I never really watched Jay Leno's show, but my understanding is this used to be like a staple of his show. Yes, like uh, you know, funny bits of like weird, like Last people names. getting married and like weird name combinations, like in the wedding announcement. Somebody from Plano that I that was in my class at Plano made it on the list. Her name was Tamara uh, Boyer. And hmm. she married a guy whose last name was Long. So it was the Boyer Long wedding. It's a pretty good one. There are several on this list that uh, Mark and I are going to be like, okay, we can't read that one. Even though it was like in the newspaper. I know, but uh, but we've both got it open here. And there's no way some of these are real, right? Well, the, the film... And also, at what point when you're dating someone, 
Like, uh, like now this can't work. Do, do you go, hey man, we can't. Sorry. Like for I don't instance, know what to tell you. or if, like if you're a woman, I wonder if there are how many women out there. Maybe it's zero, but like have been like, man, I have a really terrific last name, but his last name is like Buttface. Like <laughs> I can't marry him and take his last name. That's well, crazy. Especially if your name is Michael Fillerup. And the woman that you asked to be your wife is named Karen Standing, so it's the filler up standing wedding. That's a that's a pretty innocuous one. Well, and I went through this list before I texted you, and there usually like on like the you know you'll get like the articles like the twenty funniest such and such. I'll find one that I think is funniest. Oh, it's impossible to yeah. do with this. They're all we'll just read funny. some. Of. Rump orifice is pretty good. Uh, I'm. I'm a fan of the first one, uh, Anna Wang and Brad Holder. Wong, mate, possibly. Wang Holder is a good one. Apple Apple Bottom is one that's on this list. Uh, uh, the one that I think also is funny is uh, it just it says Mr. Gay and Miss Little in the <laughs> Little Gay Wedding. Well, I think the one that you uh, the did you was it the gross panty. Was that the one that you? <laughs> yes. D a n t t i. Gross panty. Come on now, people. There's a. Uh, oh, what's the? Uh, the bride's name is Amanda Stoker, and the groom's name is Seamus Daly for Stroker Daly. The uh, the Theresa Kumon. Uh, I'm not going to say this one. Oh, K U M O N and the Frankie Joseph Topamy, and you can just figure that one out on your own. I'm not going to say that one. Um, You're ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, there's hang on. Bush hacker. <laughs> Another one on the same lines of the first one I read. The long uh, Diane Long and uh, <laughs> wee, wee, wee. Eric Wee Wee for the long Wee Wee <laughs> engagement. Oh man. Okay. Like okay. Oh jeez! You just like scrolling through these the oh, bush rash. Is yeah, I was just good. I just yeah. got to that one. <laughs> okay, we could we could just sit here for like the next hour and uh, there's seriously read these okay. Uh, the one I do have to mention is uh, Maribeth Showers is marrying Paul Golden in the oh, Golden Showers geez. wedding. Yeah, <laughs> and it's always the woman first, right? It, I think you should be able to switch it around if, if you the, have like a weird name if it's combination. Funny. Yeah. So like our like what would your what would yours be? Mine would have been uh, the Barker Rogers. So it's not really. Uh, yeah, mine was McElhaney and Bentley. So nothing. Yeah. Really, like the, the the term that I think of most when I think of your wedding is ham arms. But we're not going to dwell on that. Stop. Um, Another good one was Jason Pop and Jamie Wanamaker for the Wanamaker <laughs> Pop. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. Well, uh, Kate Galliet is was nice enough. We actually uh, booked this. Um, I think like the day that we had her on last time, I was like, we need to have you on to talk about another one of your movement pillars, and we we booked it. And then coming up, I know we're gonna have Luke Norsworthy back on to talk about on our on our Christmas edition. We're gonna do some contemplative, meditative, stress management type stuff. That I think is gonna be really cool. He has some new uh, some new stuff that he's been learning about and, and, and researching. And then uh, we're gonna have John Smith. Uh, formerly of the Garden Variety Triathlon Podcast and then the Fit Fat Fast Podcast. Uh, actually, when we went to the LSU-Alabama game, we went and tailgated with John uh, for a little bit, so that was kind of cool to see him. Ah. So um, those are the next, uh, I guess those are the next three shows coming up right there. So uh, we actually haven't interviewed Kate yet, so I'm not going to be able to list off all that we talked about. We're going to talk about stuff. Yeah, other stuff, the movement stuff. I know we, we, we're going to start off with posture and then possibly go to the bottom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, glute, the glutes. So hopefully, we'll get to the bottom of that. Bottom <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of it. Um, I do want to no, mention. Very clever, yeah, Mark, yes. Very before clever. we get to um, all the stuff, we are. If you saw the announcement on Facebook, um, we are doing a a combination. We've we've teamed up with Jason and Mira Calton of Calton Nutrition. And if you buy a Simply Human Reset at the discounted price, $20 off, uh, the Simply Human Reset, uh, which is at $100 right now at the discounted price, you get the t-shirt, exclusive recipes from Laura Cross from OurFullPlate.com, who has been on the show before. Your choice for free of either a 28-day supply of the Nutrients Multivitamin or this bottle of Skinny Fat, which looks like a wine bottle, which is really awesome, uh, which are like $50 and $30 values, respectively, um, for free. Uh, the, the, all you have to do is sign up for the reset. We already had a, a, several people signed up, and so that's basically like a while supplies last kind of deal. Um, yeah. Great, great gift for yourself. I know one of them uh, that, that bought one was, was like a 
Christmas present to herself, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. So uh, we've got a couple that are going right now. Um, you can buy it for somebody else. It doesn't matter who you buy it for. You just need to buy one, and you get your choice of either nutrients or skinny fat, along with all the other stuff that you get anyway. So you know, it's up to basically like seventy dollars off. Yeah, yeah. And it's twenty dollars off the reset, the normal price, and then it's fifty off because uh, you're getting free fifty dollars free vitamins or thirty off for the. Yeah. Uh, for the the skinny fat, skinny yeah. fat. So it's a pretty awesome deal that we're not going to be able to do <laughs> forever yeah. because and it's, it's a, all supplies last kind of thing. And but I guess I, I forgot to mention the actual reset uh, is oh, twenty one yes. days <laughs> of emails that you'll get. It's an automated deal. Uh, there there are movement videos that only people that sign up for the reset can see. Short videos every day. It's basically resetting your palate, resetting your uh, movement patterns, resetting your um, sleep patterns, and kind of getting you back. Uh, sort of creating habits that will allow you to live a sustainable life of, of health and not just kind of do this like, oh, lose 10 days and, and ten, ten, lose 10 days, lose 10 pounds in 10 days kind of thing. Eat a bunch of cabbage and poop poop your weight away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, how do how do people buy? Uh, how do people go if they're interested in the reset? You can look go on our Facebook page and look for that post, uh, or you can go to simplyhumanlifestyle.com and click on the food for thought tab, and there is a, a link to it. Or if you just want to go straight to simplyhumanlifestyle.com slash shop, uh, the reset is right there at the uh, at the at the top. And make sure you click on the the PayPal button that is the hundred dollars, not the one hundred and twenty dollar normal price. So. Uh, or you can pay, click on the hundred and twenty dollar one if you'd like to donate an extra twenty dollars to us. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it whenever I. So you can do that. I just mentioned the website simplyhumanlifestyle.com. You can find us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Uh, very quickly, the December T-shirt giveaway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very quickly. We don't have a lot of entries so far in December, so the odds are good. Go yep. on iTunes. Leave us a review. It has to, however many stars you want, it has to include at least one word in the review, so it'll pop up so we can see it. And uh, enter yourself to win a free Simply Human T-shirt. This and month. Uh, Facebook, someone puppies, someone hasn't contacted me yet. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So maybe uh, we should put that out, the APB out on social media. Whoever, what was the exact name? <laughs> I don't it know. Was like, something ridiculous, yeah. like Facebook puppies. Someone something. something. It was. It was yeah. a funny name. Yeah. But so, uh, it, it, contact us for your T-shirt, yes. and if we don't hear from you by uh, January, of, we'll yeah. do like a re. I guess we should do a redraw. Yeah, we could I, for, we still, for November. Yeah. Okay, we'll do something. We'll, we'll figure it out. Ah, that's yeah, no big deal. All right, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at simplyhuman52. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We're we're dedicated to, to putting some more videos. Actually, I think when I texted you, we need to do more videos. I think you said something like that's that's what your mom said to me as well. Um, so, <laughs> so we didn't maybe we're not committed to putting more videos up on we're YouTube. just committed to making more mom juvenile jokes. mom yeah. so you can email the show simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com or email rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com so without further ado Kate Galliette uh, and we're going to talk about posture and possibly the bottom Kate oh, hello there? gentlemen hey how's it going I'm good. How are you? Uh, we are great. Well, I guess I am great. I can't speak for Rick. Rick, how are you? <laughs> I am kind of great. I'm on like children watching duty. So uh, at some point you might hear a three-year-old come into the room and go, whoa, daddy. <laughs> so like uh, I will quickly mute. But other than that, I'm great. Well, fantastic. I actually just finished upgrading my uh, computer and was like, wow, I hope this finishes in time. Oh, and it's no. like you really want to rush the process along. But oddly enough, like life, you have to just let it do its thing. Yes, that is, that is good. Yeah, There's so I'm thankful I'm here as well because it almost didn't happen. So hi. hi and we, in the intro of the show, we we uh, uh, well we here I go saying we again. Sorry, Rick. Um, I said <laughs> yeah. we have Kate Gallier back on the show because that's how we <laughs> said it uh, last time. But as Kate Galliette is back on the show, and and I mentioned that we scheduled this like right after. Um, we recorded the last show because we just felt like there was so much more that we needed to get to. And I know uh, we had emailed back and forth. And one thing that I teased, making air quotes, is that we were going to talk about posture today and possibly get to the bottom if, if we have time. So, I mean, with, let's just cut to the chase. What? Let's talk about posture. Like, what? Like, wh wh where do we start? Yeah, the very first thing we got to start with is awareness. So, first of all, back it up. There is no such thing as perfect posture, and I think that message is starting to come out a bit more in kind of like general mainstream fitness, but probably not. So let's go over that. There yes. is no such thing as perfect posture. 
I will tell you, I was a, uh, I paid for part of my high school and college by doing scholarship pageants and doing the whole Miss organization. And there, there was a very specific posture you had to have, and right. it was quote unquote perfect or not perfect. But that's not real life. And that's great for when you're on stage doing something like that. But the reality is, our ideal metric for posture is something that is stacked and organized in a way that gravity or three year olds or sports all can come at your body and you can handle it. And unfortunately, that doesn't happen very much today because we're sitting and we're texting and we're on laptops and we're doing all of these things that make us move into a slouchy or a uh, imbalanced posture. And that throws us off and gets us out of whatever, whatever our optimal might be or ideal might be. So first off the bat, there is no such thing as perfect. But the next thing to understand is where you are probably could be better. Um, and the first thing to do to figure that out is awareness, understanding where you're currently posturing and how that might be better if you do something about it yeah so like what are some ways like if, if you if somebody comes in to to your facility and you're going to assess their posture like what do you look for or what can what can our listeners do to assess sort of where they are on the on the posture spectrum yeah i've got a really simple one that you can start with cool. so um what i do is take a photograph of my clients um from the profile view and you could just have somebody do this for yourself or even just set your phone up to you know video facing forward and stand in profile in front of the screen. And then when you take a screen grab of that or take a photo, have someone take a photo of that, um, you want to take and draw a line from the bottom of your earlobe, like where an earring would be, down through the very middle of your shoulder, okay? And that should be a straight line. And if it's not, if generally the head will be in front of the shoulders because we text and we stare at little screens and we don't really stay in optimal kind of like standing posture all day long. Um, that's the first thing you need to look at. And if that head is in front of that shoulder position and you don't have a straight line, you need to go about starting to correct that. So remember, the head weighs about 10-ish pounds, give or take, on the person. Um, and so every degree in front of the center of the spinal column that that head is sitting, that's more pressure and load on the discs and the joints of the spinal column. And ideally, we'd like to keep that stacked right on top, you know, so gravity and life can push straight down. Yeah, so it's like a, it's, a, it's also like an exponential uh, growth too, because yes. like say if you yes. have like a, a kettlebell that you hold close to your body, the farther out that you move that kettlebell away from you know your the fulcrum or whatever, like that's more mm -hmm. pressure on on your joints, on your muscles. So think about that with your head. The farther forward your head gets, the more uh, pressure it it's gonna put on your neck, on your spine, on your your muscles around your neck, all that stuff. Yeah, and the thing people don't realize is it's not just like all the things you said with the muscles around the neck, the spine, all that kind of stuff. Your entire body has to compensate. So if your center of gravity or your center of mass now has started to shift forward, you're like, um, you remember that game Jenga? I loved that oh, game yes, growing up, game. but I was so terrible at it. Um, you know, it's not adjusting itself, but it's only going to hold itself steady for so long until you've shifted the center of gravity too far in one direction and then it topples over. Your body does the same thing. And so things like your pecs and your lats and your, even your psoas and your low back and your quadriceps and your shin and your calf muscles, all of those have to adapt the further forward your head goes. So if somebody does that test and they're like, whoa, my head, my earlobe line that goes down to my shoulder is nowhere in a straight line. The very first thing you can do is start by becoming aware of that during your day. So three quick things. One, when you're sitting or standing at your computer, whatever kind of station you've got set up, Take note of how it feels when your head does come back into alignment. So you actually could have somebody have you look at from the side and say, okay, I'm going to keep moving my head back until that earlobe comes in line with the shoulder. See how that feels. It will probably be very uncomfortable. But at least you then know where that natural position would have been originally. And it's kind of like, like people like kind of like um, where you're sort of pushing your chin back it's not where you're tilting your head back it's sort of like where you you're creating like a double chin kind of i'm doing it right now that's why i'm like sounding weird but is that kind of the the the, the direction you want to move your head like it's not if it is out of alignment i mean you don't want to just like tilt your head back and, just, and break that chain correct right? So you want your eyes to always be on the horizon. So generally folks will tilt their head back initially because that's the only way they know how to move that head from the get-go. But then, yes, we'll have them tuck the chin so it almost creates a double chin. And many folks who get stuck at this point will go, Kate, my head doesn't even go in that way. And that's okay. Start with where you are and then work from there. But what you can do then is try to stretch the muscles on the back of the neck to start to get some length back in them. And one of the best ways you can do that is to take like, you know, a tricep stretch where you reach your arm up and then reach down your spine and then you grab the elbow and you pull the arm across to stretch your tricep. Yes, I'm doing it right now as you're yeah. describing. Yeah, so do that, except then while you're doing that, look down and away from the arm that you're stretching. So whichever armpit is open and being stretched, 
look down to the other armpit and you'll feel the levator scapula and some other upper trap muscles stretch as you do that. If you only feel your tricep, your triceps are really tight and you need to address that as well uh, because you should also feel your neck stretching as you do that. Mark, call 911. Call, give me an ambulance over here. <laughs> so that was, that was the first one. Let's go over the other two things people can do. The one that I have all my high school kids doing, which is so awesome to see them actually learning and taking this in, is changing the way they text. So having their screens held up higher, more in front of their face, and being just mindful that they're not tucking their head down and actually holding their head more upright as they do their texting. And us adults can do the exact same thing. And then the third one is sitting in your car. More likely than not, we've developed a habit in our car of just being quote-unquote comfortable. And comfortable often means just kind of slouching and leaning forward and using your head to look ahead of you instead of your eyeballs to look ahead of you. So bringing your head back to find your headrest and seeing how close to the headrest you actually can stay while still driving safely and being in a position where you're in a good, you know, you're not maneuvering your car in an unsafe way, obviously. Right. But those are three ways that people can address their overall posture really simply without even diving into the biomechanics part of it. And a lot of the times if you fix like the, the neck or the head alignment, not always, but you're going to start to sort of line up everything else down the chain, which, I, which is I'm assuming where we're going next is sort of moving down the downstream. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if we don't have our heads stacked on straight, we're not heading in the right direction. And people have to remember that it's also like the discs in the spinal column and the, the vertebrae of the spinal column. And then, hey, how about the brain stem that's coming down from, you know, brain down to C1, C2, and then kind of spreading out all the way through the rest of the spinal column. We'd like that to have, you know, optimal positioning as well so that we're not wearing down discs faster than we should. We're not injuring vertebrae because they're being compressed in a way that they shouldn't. We're not taking the brain stem and kind of smushing it in between the vertebrae. All that stuff can happen when we've got really nasty upper upper body positioning for our posture, and that's totally fixable. Well, and the car thing is huge because I spend a lot of time in a car. A lot of people spend a lot of time in a car. Uh, you know, we have truck drivers probably that listen or, you know, other, you know, people that, that spend a, a ton of time in a car. And I was thinking the other day, I was like, man, my head is not even touching the headrest. I'm going to try to like this can't be good posture. It, it I have to be slouching, and so I tried to get to where basically the back of my head was just touching the headrest, and it felt odd. But after a while, it felt kind of more comfortable. You know, yeah. like I'm not hunched over and just doubled over on top of you know my own torso. Right, and then that's that. What's a great lead into the very next part of you know optimal or better or ideal, whatever word you want to put in front of it. But we're just trying to make your posture better. The very next thing is, okay, if you know how to now position yourself in a better way, let's get you capable of moving in that better way. So with unbreakable body stuff and coaching that I do with my unbreakable clients, we're not trying to just get to a posture that you hold. We're trying to create a posture that no matter what movement they do, like I said, a three-year-old runs and jumps in your arms. You got to grab heavy bags off the floor. You do some awkward position. Not even that awkward. Did you guys know that brushing your teeth is one of the easiest way for folks to throw their back out of alignment? One of the most common ways that chiropractors see folks wow. who throw their back out of alignment? And it all has to do with how they people forward fold to spit into the sink. Oh, enough. right. Yeah. And it's an, uh, it's an awkward position if you can't organize well. If you can organize well, it's no big deal. But if you don't know how to hip hinge well or you don't know how to do a slight brace of your trunk as you do that, You'll take a rounded or an awkward folded position and poof, the back just kind of has that tweak throw out feeling that feels awful yeah. and is not good for anybody and ends up with time in the chiropractor's office or in the PT office and missing workouts. And so that's not- I love how you said missing team. workouts and not missing work. Uh, that, that was <laughs> well, great. Yeah. The, the important stuff, right? Right, right. That's um, where I'm at. Yeah. That's- that's fixed. That's not an issue. That's not a strength issue. That's an issue of just the brain not organizing everything correctly and the body not being able to move through a variety of postures strong and with capability. And that's totally fixable and something that uh, a human, in my opinion, needs to be able to do to move well. And so, what, basically, what you're saying, and this may be not what you're saying, but like when I do a squat, a back squat, or a front squat, or a deadlift, or my five-year-old jumps and lands in my arms, my head should should be like the position of my head as, as it relates to my shoulder and my ears should always be pretty much the same, right? Well, what if it's not? How about we say like, it'd be nice if when you're not in optimal position that you can handle that too. And that's that to me is an unbreakable human. Somebody who can handle those weird out of abnormal like random movements that are yeah. going to happen the non and handle them movements. with ease. Yeah. Not feel like, well, I didn't get my knees bent and get into a great squat position in order to catch my five-year-old, so now I'm in trouble. To be able to say, okay, on the off chance that this kid comes running at me and jumps in my arms and I'm not ready, that I can quickly organize so fast that I don't even think about it. 
And that's something we do in the, the gym. That's what I tell my folks. In the gym, we're in a controlled, conscious environment so that when you're in an uncontrolled, unconscious environment, you're good to go. Right. It's a difference between like walking on a treadmill and like running for your life, being chased by a bear through a minefield or something. It's like this sort of chaos. That's quite a difference, yeah. Mark. <laughs> I think that would actually be a really good game show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I just named the the show too. Like running for your life from a bear through a minefield. You're with your host, Rick Bentley. <laughs> Well, and you, you keep using this term, and I, I, literally off the top of my head, I, I, you just uh, um, would you call it unbreakable body? Yeah, and yeah. I, that's something I would definitely. We're gonna before we let you go. I want you to. I'm gonna give you a chance to sort of plug the unbreakable body comeback, which is happening in January. But I definitely want to talk about that. But yeah, but go. But just that that term in and of itself, I think is 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 really important uh, because. That's what we need to achieve here. That's what we're trying to do with health and wellness and stuff like that is to make our bodies uh, last longer, which means we have to reinforce them against, uh, you know, the things that will break them down. And posture, uh, you know, just you think gravitationally over the course of however long your human life is, gravitational force pulling you down towards the earth. We need to make sure that we're having good posture. We're correcting stuff like this so that we don't break down at uh, a too early age, I guess. Absolutely. And you think about it, guys, like our posture is an advantage we can be in control of. You know, there are things in life that we're not in control of, much as those control freaks amongst us would like to believe otherwise. Mm-hmm. One thing we can actually control is our posture. So you can't control a five-year-old coming and jumping on you. You can't control sleeping on a really bad mattress or on an airplane like I had to do last week. But you can control your posture. So if you can start from a better position, everything you do happens from a better position, right? Doesn't that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so that's what building Unbreakable Humans is all about, is getting you into a better position to do everything. And, and to Mark's point, like to not have the breakdowns happen. Now, granted, age is going to happen. Wear down happens, sure. We're not, when we're 50, we're not 20. We get that. But the amount of normalcy that is in society today around when you're older, quote, over 30, pretty much, you should be breaking down. Seriously, I got, you guys, I got a letter from a girl who, um, she's in her 30s and had had a surgery. I won't elaborate because I don't want to give away who she might be. Um, had had a surgery and the part of the care team after the surgery had said, well, you're older now. So the aches and pains you're still feeling months and months after the surgery, those are normal. You guys, <laughs> she was, she's in her 30s. Like, getting older is like i mean i was i almost cried and tore my hair out at the same time because that's insane to tell somebody that in their 30s they're older and so thus aches and pains are normal like that's insane and that's not something that i allow for my clients to have happen you're 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 hitting on something that's a that's a kind of a soapbox thing for me i'm i will be 35 at the end of february so my exactly my (laughs) mid-30s i guess and man i tell you People who are like, oh, yeah, you, sh- you get in your 30s, you know, stuff slows down, you can't move as fast, you can't lift as much, you can't do that's, – that's horse crap. That's garbage. I'm in better shape right now than I was when I was 25. I'm in better shape now than when I was uh, 23, than when I was 21. It's about uh, making an overall commitment to those things. And so without completely derailing the whole interview – Everyone out there who's in their mid thirties, who like you know, is having like their mid thirty crisis of like, oh, I'm getting old, and my hair's falling out. You don't have to to resign yourself to a life of just aches and pains and creaking when you get out of your recliner. You don't have to do that. You can make a you know, listen to these things that that Kate's telling you because that's the way to have a pain free life. Well into your yeah, I don't know how yeah. your your millions, however old you want to be. I don't well, the, the parallels between movement and and especially like. I guess other diseases uh, of of nutrient deficiencies or however you want to call it, are, they're 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 very uh, they're great. And it's like okay, well you're getting old, you you get Alzheimer's, you're gonna have dementia. That's just part of getting old. As in the same way, we say, well you're getting old, you're gonna have arthritis, osteoarthritis, and rheumatoid arthritis, and you're just not gonna feel as good, and you're not gonna be able to squat down. No. You're not you're not able to squat down without pain because you're old. You're you're not able to squat down without pain because you never squat down. Mm-hmm. Like that's so yeah. So that's the whole thing. So what I say, you said you said that is horse crap. I say turds on that. That's what I say. Okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I want to add on to this, guys, because there are gonna be plenty of folks who hear this and go, Well, yeah, easy for you to say you're into fitness, right, all three of you. Right. And so I oh, I am not into fitness, by the way. <laughs> I am very much like a regular old person. Well, you ran Mark ten is, miles this week. That's that's Mark, pretty Mark exceptional. Mark is super triathlon man. I am super like Mark talks about not sitting in a chair as I'm sitting in a chair going, Man, this chair, I effing love this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so like 
like I'm just a regular person. But I'm sorry, go on. I didn't mean to, but, to interrupt you here. No, that's it's okay. That's a great illustrative point, though. That you know there are, will be folks who say, "Well, that's easy for you all to say," but I, I, it hurts and it's hard and it's a long road. And I won't deny that at all. When my high schoolers, I teach them a movement pattern, and a week later, it looks like they've been doing it forever. And it, it's just stunning how fast they pick stuff up and correct uh, movement imbalances and and limiters. Yes, it's going to take longer as an adult, but here's the deal. You got one go around on this earth. You're not, you know, you got time. Go do right. it, right? And so, it, yes, it might take longer, and it's going to take some patience, but like a weight loss goal or learning Spanish or changing a habit that you really dislike that you still have as a habit, you've got to commit yourself to the process and understand that it's going to take time and not allow the frustration of, I'm not there yet, and so thus, arg, I'm so mad now, to overrule everything. Right. Yeah, I, I've actually been... Um, working on some mobility stuff now, and it's been like for the last two or three years, and I'm just now starting to see some really sort of big changes. And it's, you know, it has taken a lot of patience and a, a lot of sort of determination. But um, anyway, okay, we kind of got off off of the posture thing a little bit. So we talked about head alignment. So let's keep moving downstream. Let's talk about thoracic and and sort of that lumbar uh, posture. Yeah. So a lot of the issues I see in the thoracic stuff is going to translate into breathing, how we sleep at night, how we uh, press our, our weight or what kid or whatever we're pressing overhead, and even how we do push-ups. And it goes to the same thing I said with the head position. If our shoulders and our scapula aren't really sitting in a great position and our thoracic spine isn't moving the way that ideally it would, we would like to have it move, uh, we're going to have to compensate somewhere else. So if we don't have mobility in one area, we're going to have to create excessive mobility somewhere else. I have a client who I see on a regular basis, and it's been a work in progress to work on her scapular alignment and so can, to get those shoulder blades in position. Because her shoulder blades don't move well, she, over the years, started hyperextending her elbows to try to get the movement that she wasn't getting in her shoulder. Not mm. consciously, because just remember, our brains are going, okay, you want me to move this certain way. You're asking for this certain feedback to happen. Okay, we'll make it happen, but we can't do it this way, so we're going to do it this other way. And that'll work for now. It'll be like a Band-Aid, but it's going to cause problems down the line. And so she actually developed a significant hyperextension ability in her elbows, and that puts her at a disadvantage for how her grip strength is and how her push-ups look and how she presses overhead. And because she now knows how to hyperextend her elbows, whether she's aware of it or not, she then goes to that instead of going into like a scapular mobility, like a rotation ability in her shoulders. And it's now taking, to, I have to work with her to go, okay, we have to unpack those hyperextended shoulders and reteach your brain to find the shoulder movement instead of finding the elbow movement. So the lesson there is that if you lack movement somewhere, you're going to make up for it somewhere else and right. it won't necessarily be in the right spot. Right. And it's probably going to lead to or cause an injury. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Our bodies are awesome in the way they can adapt. But they're also like, man, they can adapt so well that sometimes they'll adapt for you into a way that's not ideal for long-term organization of movement. Uh, but you know, it, that your body's just trying to do what you ask it to do. It's like so a bun. It's, it's like a you. yeah. It's like a bunion or something on your foot. Like that's not like a, a defect. That's your body trying to sort of. Uh, reinforce an area that's being put under load that's not designed to be under load and then you wonder why oh my feet are all messed up i've got bunions and hammer toes well yeah because of the way that you're loading your feet but that's anyway so what are some things that people can do uh to sort of uh, like mobilize that thoracic spine so the one of the ones that i think pretty much everybody knows about now is those uh the stick drills like shoulder dislocates i've uh -huh. seen tons and tons and tons of gyms doing those over the last few years so that's good when you're doing those, though, make sure you're not hyperextending your shoulders and you're not flaring your ribs out. So my favorite cue for all my clients is hide your ribs. So whenever you're doing activity and those ribs are flared out really far, and that could be on shoulder stretching, on a pec stretch, like at the doorway, you know, that could be on push-ups, it could be on rows, it's on squats. I see it often because our brains go, hey, if I flare those ribs out, I don't have to really do much with the rest of my spine. That acts as like a bracing mechanism for me and gives me a little bit of space to work with. But if we hide those ribs, not only do we get better core engagement and better trunk organization, we don't over-rely on the muscles around like the intercostals and that mid-back and even our erector spinae through the lower part of that erector spinae region. So if, if you're doing your movements and you look down and you can see little ribs sticking out at the very bottom, take those and try to hide them. And usually folks will have a hard time at first, so the, the next cue would be try to exhale a little bit. And if you can exhale and drop those ribs down, you'll be in a much better organization position. Yeah, the another, second thing oh, I would have people do, oh, sorry to cut you off, but I want to continue yeah, with yeah, this yeah. one. No, the second ahead. one is to 
sit on the floor either cross-legged or in a straddle. Straddle is one of my favorites because people stink at straddle position because yes. their adductors are tight, their hips are tight, everything's tight. So either sitting cross-legged or in straddle, sit up really tall and place your fingertips on the floor behind you and use that to prop yourself up even taller. Like you're trying to sit with the most, quote, perfect posture ever. Like we could put a book on your head and you're totally straight. All we're trying to do is get your spine to stack up in a perpendicular fashion to the floor that you're sitting on. Then take your hands, put one on the side by your butt and the other hand on the side by your knee and twist towards that side so that you're doing like a spinal twist. And as you do that, hold that spinal twist and inhale deep through your belly. And then as you exhale and letting that belly and the ribs drop down, try to twist even farther, sitting up taller as you do so. So you're like a dishcloth that we're just wringing out again and again and again, trying to get the water out of it. And that rotational stretch is so amazing because we don't rotate very much during our day. So when we have to rotate, that's another way that people throw their back out because they're not used to rotating and the brain doesn't know how to organize that or create the mobility to do that. And that simple, gentle stretch is an easy, conscious, controlled way to fix some of that twisting immobility that many of us have. Right. And and one another cue that I like to, to give people when you're talking about sort of flaring the ribs, think about your rib cage as being a bucket of water. And when you flare your ribs, imagine that it's full to the to the top with water. The water would be running out the back of your rib cage, right? So, and and then in that same scenario, if you're sort of overextended, if you think about your pelvis also as a as a sort of bucket of water filled to the top, the water is going to pour out the front of your pelvis, right? So that's like a an overextended position. Which people can will do when they try to you know get into, into movements that they're not used to being in. The opposite of that is that flex position where water is now going out you know the back of your pelvis and the front of your rib cage. So I like to tell people try to think nice. of of like neutralizing that rib cage um, and not letting water spill out either either way. And that's sort nice. of another thing that people can like and or hide your ribs is another way to say that like can't yeah. keep your ribs down. So and h- how important is like hanging for this the, your thoracic and, and you just for your the health of your spine. It is one of the most important underutilized movements that we can do, hands down. Not just for T-spine and scapular positioning and strength, but also for our grip strength. And folks say, well, I don't grip anything. I work at an office. Right. It's more important than ever for you to be doing grip strength stuff because if your grip starts to fail, you're going to compensate with excessive recruiting of your bicep. That will lead to excessive recruiting of neck flexors and upper traps. And that's going to cause a whole host of of issues and pain down the line. A lot of the rotator cuff and AC joint I see is from folks doing some of those things and having really poor uh, hanging mobility. And so when we're hanging, not only are we doing grip strength, but like you said and kind of alluded to, you're getting a great stretch through the scapular stabilizers. You're getting a great stretch through the T-spine, and you're teaching those muscles to fire better and, again, with better organization. So there's two hangs folks can start with, a passive and an active hang. A passive hang is literally go to a pull-up bar, and folks go, well, I, don't, I train at home. I don't have a pull-up bar. Hi, buy one. You need one. Okay, yeah. you will absolutely get these. They're really the- cheap. You can get one that hangs on your door, like the like the ultimate gym bucks. or whatever. It was yeah. like thirty bucks. I have yeah, one over I mean, my house. Yeah, I mean, you will more than get the use out of it. I promise you that. So, because hanging is that important. So, have one in your house, or go to the playground, or go find a tree limb. Start hanging passively where your hands are facing forward, and you just hang, literally dangling there, letting your shoulders sink up into your ear. That's a passive hang. An active hang would be the exact same thing, except you draw your shoulder blades down as if you were about to start a pull-up. And if you can't do a pull-up, that's okay because this is a great serratus and lat activation drill to teach you how to do a better job to do a pull-up when you get to that strength capacity. There are so many other hanging methodologies you can go through. And in fact, one of the ones I was working my way through a a month or so ago was all the stuff from Ido Portal's hanging challenge. Um, He had an incredibly huge body of work on the hanging, various ways you can hang. What what was that name again? I'm going to put that. that Yeah, I'm going to put that in the show notes. What is, what was that? Yeah. Ido Portal. He's a movement guy. How do you spell Um, that? I like him a whole bunch. And how do you spell that? Oh, I-D-O is his first name. Portal is like a portal that okay. you would go through, P-O-R-T-A-L. Cool. And his hanging challenge, you can Instagram search it and Facebook search it. And awesome. I think he even did a few blogs on it. And he had some great ideas for hanging and how to progress and even like times that you should shoot for for your hanging. Things like one arm hang, two arm hang, hanging in pronate or supinated grip, doing twisting. Start with the very beginning though, folks, because really hanging, it, it's way more taxing than people think that it is. And it's a way better focus point than trying to jump ahead to the exciting, twisting, rotating, all the other stuff that they do with the hanging. Let, let me hanging. ask you this. What about, what are your thoughts on, Rick, don't say anything. 
Okay. What are your thoughts on hanging uh, with inversion shoes upside down? I have no thought on that. I got I I I recently got I tricked my wife into buying those for me for Christmas, and they're like my new f- most favorite thing on earth. Hanging upside down is amazing. Like, cause, cause I would hang for, with my hands and it would like stretch out my shoulders and my elbows and my, my scapular and all that. And I would think like, man, I, I wish I could do that. Like kind of get that traction on my, on my legs without having to wrap up my legs in a band and move away from the, 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 the band and all that and create resistance. So I got these, you know, I, apparently they're this big, you know, they're out there, you can get them. And, uh, I got some and I've been hanging upside down and it's amazing. Well, hey, whatever you do in your free time is your thing. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, I have seen the hanging boots, and I don't know enough to comment like intelligently on them. But if you enjoy them and you think they're helping you, then the more the merrier. Boom. I want to go back to Kate's talking about just regular hanging, not like a weirdo like Mark does <laughs> upside down. Uh, that's something that I uh, directly am going to take away from this because I have two bad shoulders. I've blown both of them out before, and so. Uh, I, and I never, you know, I recovered from them and then never, you know, kind of got back to building strength back in them. But between that and I have a goal of being able to do some, you know, a, a, a specific number, and I won't say because it shows how weak I am, but a specific number of pull-ups by my birthday, which is the end of February. So I'm going to start doing the hanging thing uh, in an effort to, you know, kind of fix both of those. Yeah, that Because both of my shoulders are incredibly yeah. immobile. They're terrible. Uh, because I just never really worked on getting any mobility back. But I think that just from how you describe it, it sounds like something that will help me. And also, and I think Mark can attest to this, I have a weird posture, I think. And one of the things, and I'm very, I'm fairly self-conscious about it, but I feel like my shoulders are too far forward. They're not back enough. Like my chest isn't open enough. So that's something that I'm like, I, you know, sometimes I'll catch a glimpse of myself uh, on a video or in the mirror or something like that. And my, I look kind of not like hunchbacky, but just like I'm curled up at the shoulders, like curled around my, you know, if, if that makes sense. And so I think those are some things that I can directly take away from this that will help me in my kind of approach to, fixing my shoulders upper body back that whole nine yards can we we talk about that for a second a hundred percent we can how often are you rolling your pecs out on a lacrosse ball (laughs) never uh zero i have done that zero Uh times Uh uh-huh let's start on that immediately so take a lacrosse ball and you'll work just kind of it's simple you know how lacrosse ball rolling goes there's some better ways than others to do it but basically you're going to work across the tissue from sternum out to the where like the deltoid cap starts and work your way all the way down to where the fat deposits on the um like where the breast tissue would start is at Um, (laughs) which is all over for me well you know but you'll go down, you, you'll know when to stop because you won't feel yeah. muscle tissue anymore. And then also your pec minor, which people miss. And I'm sorry in advance to everybody who now does their pec minor rollout, thanks to this interview. Um, so the pec minor is awful to work in oh, for yeah, most folks. Terrible. And essentially, it's like where I, I'm really like easy going with how I do cues for folks. It's side boob, all right? So you're going to basically take and go okay. down the side of the pec tissue, basically like where side boob would be at. You're going to go down the side of the pec tissue and then around underneath where like the underwire of a bra is. And I'm sorry that all my cues are female centric, but guys, it's like the under part of where the fat deposits Hey, we know where the underside of the bra is. I know my way around some women's uh, bras there, Kate, so you're Uh speaking my language. Bill Cosby. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Again, what you do in your own free time. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So you work your way underneath, like where the underwire is, up to where the sternum is, like the xiphoid process where you would get CPR performed if you had to have that done, God forbid. Um, You'll work that whole thing with a lacrosse ball. And ideally, um, I do it like up on a table because it's really hard to get it when you're laying down like kind of all over the floor. So I'll prop myself up on a table and maybe not when everybody's eating dinner, but after dinner, (laughs) roll out on the top of the table there. I'm just kind of bending over to do so. So that's the first thing I would say. The second interesting thing I wanted to bring up with your posture issue that you're focusing on, um, one of the cues that I think really did a disservice to most folks was the down and back for your shoulder blades cue. We have forgotten that our shoulder blades actually do need to be able to move. They need to be able to elevate and protract as well as retract and depress. 
And many of the folks I work with have lost the ability to do that because for so long they thought, well, my, my shoulders need to be down and back. And so they do that squeezing down and back posture to try to fix it. And not only yes. does that not fix the issue because they're not actually strengthening the muscles that need to hold the shoulder blades back, but they're losing the ability to move the shoulder blade through its gliding positioning that it should be able to do. Um, and that's an area of opportunity. So the simple thing folks can start on is like, not being so strict about always being down and back with their posture and their shoulder blades and even doing something like, um, I have a video, I think it'll be out by the time this airs, um, that is all about using retraction and protraction and shrugging and elevation and depression of the scapula. And folks can follow that along as a warm-up or an activation to their drills. Um, and that will help them start to bring back some of the mental connection to moving the shoulder blade through its ideal range of motion. All right. Well, Kate, I, we, we did not get to the bottom um, and so we are out of time. And oh, well, I've had so much fun with you. We, I, got, we really dove in today, though. I feel good about this. Yeah, no, no, we really, I, I feel like we need to have, like, by the end of all of this, we need to have, like, all of the pillars done. Like, uh, guys a, down. a show on each of the ones. So, um, look, real quick, fitforreallife.com. Talk about the Unbreakable Body comeback that's happening next month. Yes, you guys, I'm so stoked. We come back in mid-January, I believe, for um, the relaunch of The Unbreakable Body, which is the online program that is the organization of my 12 years of work with my coaching clients that really brings up the foundational strength and mobility of a person's body so that anything they want to do after that, really they're unbreakable enough to do it. And it acts as a way to fix some of those injuries that folks have been dealing with forever and that linger, and as a way to really organize your movement practice into something that is cohesive and you're not stuck reading a 400-page textbook on right. how to fix everything, it actually comes with this custom assessment that I built for the program because I was like, I don't want you guys to just have to guess at what you think is like not working for you. Right. And so similar to how I assess my folks in person, it has a custom assessment. So folks actually know, ah, these are the things I'm supposed to be doing to fix my specific limitations. And because everybody's a unique, unique snowflake, it's unique to each, each individual person. And that, that can be found at fitforreallife.com. Like where, where can people find you? How can they know when this, when this launches? Yeah, so the unbreakablebody.com has a waitlist um, sign-up thing up on it right now because we have the waitlist open um, so that those folks will have priority access when we do reopen. And then there's also a link to it on fitforreallife.com, which is where I write all of my content and info on movement and sunsets and self-evolvement and all the stuff that I love a whole bunch. Awesome. Um, okay, so I, I, I would I would guess that we can say safely that sometime early 2015, we are going to have Kate back on to have the bottom episode. We're going to talk about the glutes, uh, and then we're just going to keep going from there. So we've already done feet. We've done uh, now posture. We didn't even really like really get to flesh out pun intended, uh, the whole posture thing. So, <laughs> but fitforyourlife.com, unbreakablebody.com. Kate, it's always a pleasure. I've really enjoyed following you on social media and interacting with you on that in, in those ways. Uh, and I, I'll shoot you an email and we'll, uh, we'll schedule a time to, uh, to get you back on sometime, uh, here in the next month or two. Same guys. It's always a pleasure. Have a great day. All right. Thanks. Bye. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. Thanks, Kate. We will uh, link to all her stuff in the show notes. Uh, always love having her on. And, you know, with so many pillars that she has, uh, we might need to have her on again sometime in the year 2000 and the year of our, the year of our Lord, 2015, <laughs> Republican Jesus. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a Ed Carter. Yeah, it's an inside joke that none of you guys will get. <laughs> some people <laughs> might listen. Some people might listen to Ed Carter. Um, okay. A few, I guess, weeks ago, we had someone email the show and mention that their husband was very funny and that his name was Ted and that he had actually made it through a couple of rounds of Last Comic Standing and liked hockey. So I thought you would enjoy talking to him. I have never talked to Ted. We have never, like, that was really all of the information that we have. And I was like, you know what? Let's just, we're going to call him up and we're going to see what we happens. We could say, hey, Ted, be funny. Yeah. No, no pressure. Pretty much. Make yeah. So, so tell us some jokes, Ted. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so here is Ted. We have no idea what's going to happen here. Hello. Ted. It is Ted. Awesome. Okay. Well, this is, I guess you know, this is Mark Rogers with the Simply Human Podcast, and my co-host Rick is on the call with me as well. Hi, Ted. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Cool. Okay. So 
how this how this came about? I guess you 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 know you're familiar with your wife, uh, Melissa. Uh, <laughs> I have a passing I have a passing knowledge of my wife. Okay, yes. good. My my mother's name is Melissa, so that's that's not weird. Oh or well, anything. small yeah. world. Two yeah. people named Melissa. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Wow. So, so wow. I, she didn't she, I, she didn't copy on this email, but here's how she described you. Okay, my husband is a hockey playing Harley riding ER nurse. He did stand-up comedy for years around the Sacramento area and actually auditioned for the last comic standing as Ted the Nurse and got through a few rounds. Uh, she goes on to talk about how, that she, let's see, she peed her pants on that one. Uh, something about feces under her rolls. Uh, uh, it, it was a whole big, long email. But before we get to all that stuff, tell us about last comic standing. I know Rick... Uh, I was telling a story about Rick the other day and saying, like, no, this guy, like, when he was in middle school, everyone else is doing, like, piano recital for the talent show or, like, you know, I don't know, tap dancing. Rick was doing, like, stand-up comedy. And so I know Rick is a fan of stand-up and hockey. So, Ted, tell us about the last comic standing experience and how all that was. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, well, my my wife, um, my wife embellished slightly. I, I just made the audition. Didn't get much further than that. Um, it was, uh, it was in Los Angeles. Um, we got to, I started standing out in front of the, uh, um, laugh factory. I think it was a laugh factory, um, in Hollywood at one o'clock in the morning. Oh man. And, uh, there is nothing, uh, more depressing than standing in a long line of comics at one o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Um, everyone, everyone trying their material out. On everyone else. Oh god! And no and, one wanting to uh, laugh because it's like yeah, it's like your competition. So no one's wanting to laugh at anyone else. Like no, that joke sucked. Exactly. Yeah. At one point, I said something and nobody said anything, and I said, "Well, I know that that is funny." <laughs> and the guy next to me goes, "How do you know that's funny?" I said, three of you wrote it down." <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend that actually was on this last season of Last Comic Standing. No way. The first round. Yeah, that uh, I've mentioned her before on the show, Aaron Judge. But she and I had dinner oh, uh, a yeah. couple weeks ago, and she told me. Basically, her experience was the exact same as yours. She was like, it was so horrible and depressing. Afterwards, everyone's just like waiting around, just like their neuroses are like fully firing, like, oh my God, no one thinks I'm funny. It's terrible. She was like, it was just miserable. Yeah. Being around all those comics is absolutely miserable. Oh, yeah, it, it really is. And I did a uh, 24 hour of comedy one time in Sacramento uh, to raise money for a Leukemia Society. And uh, at, at 8 o'clock in the morning, the only people that are in the comedy club are other comics <laughs> waiting to go on. <laughs> so it is, it is really sad. Man. And I tried. There's nothing funny about leukemia. There's, yeah, just, there's yeah. nothing there. I've <laughs> got nothing to work with. <laughs> hey, hey, you hear about the blood cells that aren't working? Yeah, they call the, the leukemia. I admit nothing. <laughs> nothing worked. Well, what, what oh, was, man, what, tough crowd in here. Yeah. Everyone hooked up to IV <laughs> stuff. Everyone's bald. Yeah. up to IVs. Like, how about that chemo? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, your wife, when she emailed us, mentioned a story. And Mark, you have the email pulled up. It's something about like, uh, like a, an experience with you as a nurse. Like, well, hold finding... on, hold on, Rick. Before we get yeah. there, before we get there, I don't. I want to oh, okay. get there. Uh, can you, Ted, give us like maybe one or two of your of your jokes that you felt like you had the most confident with going into that audition? Do you even remember? Um. Well, let's see. Normally, I would start with the fact that uh, I'm a trauma nurse. Um, and uh, so mostly when people come in from an automobile accident, I, uh, I, I get them and, and I cut their clothes off. I've seen lots of Sacramento naked. It's an ugly city. <laughs> no, no, no beautiful people get their clothes cut off. And then, of course, at the end of my set, I would normally say now, Drive carefully, or I will cut your clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Drive carefully, or I will see your private parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like always hoping for like no. the supermodel to be in the car wreck, but that never happens. I bet. Yeah. No, 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 never happens. No. I think, and then, uh, um, I, I used to come up with uh, names for people. Uh, too difficult to remember um, the patient's complaint along with their real name. So I just make up names for them. Um, you know, like um, the woman who was smoking a cigarette while she was still on oxygen, oh, I called her Ida Bomb. <laughs> 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 Explode. 
It's better than just calling or, him like, hey, what's or, up, what's up, Cancer McGee? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the, you know, the guy who came in from the prison, from death row, and he was under CPR, and I named him just as well. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. Why don't you just let the guy die? Like, wouldn't that save taxpayer money? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, yeah. It, it, yeah, lots of fun there. Okay, so um, this story that, I, that, that... I'd love to... I'd love to... Uh, to uh, I just have to be obviously not talking about any particular patient in any particular city at any particular time, um, because that would be against the law. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's difficult. Yeah, the person in the audience is like, "Hey, that was me that you saw my <laughs> vagina." Yeah. I was. That I was AIDS problematic. McGee. <laughs> AIDS McGee. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this so this story that uh, Rick was referencing. Um, I guess Melissa had asked you for a poop story, and you told one about a, a, a very large woman. Is that? Do you remember that? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So this is not being recorded, right? Oh, absolutely, it is being recorded. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So be very careful. Don't violate um, HIPAA. Yeah, it's, a, it's a podcast. We're recording everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I was to the known. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, I can't say where I was working. I've worked all over this great country, and I won't say whether it was a male or a female, but um, there, there was a particular person that was having terf- difficulty with, uh, I guess you guys often refer to it as rocket diarrhea. Yeah, um, rocket yes, diarrhea. And unfortunately, uh, in this particular facility, there was no... Um, restroom in the patient's room, so they had to walk down the hallway to to avail themselves of uh, a restroom. And uh, the walk was just far too long for them to actually uh, restrain, so they, they left a trail. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, yikes. Yeah, not not pleasant. So this poor patient, male or female, in to the unknown. In Australia, um, wherever you are. Actually, yeah. yeah, actually... Uh, uh, while they were trying to get into the restroom, slipped on their own uh, defecate um, <laughs> and ended up on their hands and knees, uh, still unable to control um, themselves. Um, and, and the whole floor kind of got coated. Oh, and then man. and then the slipping around got... And then as nurses, we went in to, to assist um, this patient. There's And there's just no good way of doing that. So all of us are kind of slipping around and taking a knee to try and I just imagine like the toilet. I just imagine like uh, the scenes from like the Exxon Valdez oil spill, like people trying to grab like a greased bird, but the bird won't let them grab and they're slipping around like a gigantic slip and slide. It's like the scene in uh, Cape Fear whenever the, the maid, I guess, was was strangled to death with a piano wire and he she's slipping he's, Nick Nolte is slipping all in the in the blood. Yeah, that's that's what I'm imagining. Man, that's hilarious. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, so that was difficult. We ended up actually having to call the fire department that came in and helped us uh, um, extricate the patient. And then nothing helps you get to know your coworkers like showering oh, uh, after, after an incident like that. Yeah, that's almost one of those stories that's like, I, a guy told me a story that was so bad, it was so disgusting that I'm like, I can't, that that is too bad for even the Simply Human podcast. And that one is like right <laughs> on the edge where it's kind of like you're kind of laughing, but you're also kind of, ha- you have like a nasty look on your face. Like, wait, that's that's not funny. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is horrible in every aspect. Yeah, that's so, I, uh, I shared that one with my wife, and she evidently that's what she was referring to. Okay, awesome, sweet. Well, uh, Ted, are you uh, are you driving, or are you? Did we catch you not driving? I thought I'm, there were... I'm just home now. Yes, okay, I'm not good. driving. All right. Well, uh, man, th- we're right at ten minutes, so this was perfect. Um, it, thank you for allowing us to do this. I know we didn't even talk or email or anything before. I just sort of did all of this through Melissa, and she's like, "Yeah, call him." And so there it was. So humans being human and, with Ted the nurse. Can we call you Ted the nurse? Please do. <laughs> awesome. All right, Ted. <laughs> we sure appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Bye. Right. See you, man. All right. Thank you, Ted. Uh, time travel talk. We have no idea how that went or uh, who Hopefully knows. Hopefully you were funny. Yeah. I, 
I have no reason to believe that you were not. Right. All right. It is now time for the Simply Human tip of the week, something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. And we're going to go back to something that Kate said, or something, uh, sort of a theme that we talked about sort of off the posture topic. And that's, here's the tip of the week. Like, things don't happen, necessarily have to happen to you just because you're, air quotes, getting old. I mean, that's, uh, you have, of course, some things come along with aging, but just to say, well, I can't walk around the block, or I can't, you know, I'm just, my mind's going, it's just getting old. Like, that is, and I said this earlier, turds on that, Rick. Um, yes, you, turds. Yeah, I, that's actually a quote from uh, that uh, Kathy Bates used in season three of American Horror Story. Uh, she says turds on that. And I thought that was well. Funny. If you have to explain it, then it's not that funny. Well, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. You're hitting on something like we said. Like uh, you could hear my voice probably jump up an octave and me get excited when Kate was. We were talking about that with her because that's my biggest pet peeve is saying that because you're getting older. Uh, you have to resign yourself to being slower, being weaker, being achier and creakier and Quali- fatter. Yeah, your and, quality and of life reducing. Is, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I cannot assign a strong enough word for it that will not get beeped. That's garbage. That is total BS. That's crap. Yeah. Now, granted, a 95 year old man is not going to be able to bench 500 pounds. <laughs> However, you just because you're entering your Whatever you want to call it, mid thirties, early forties, early fifties, midlife, whatever. Late mean late sixties. Yeah, it doesn't mean <laughs> stop. Doesn't mean that you have to say, well, this is just a part of getting old. I guess you know I'm just uh, gonna eat garbage. No, that's garbage because I see enough, uh, you know, people that are 60, 70 years old that can still move around, that can still, you know, yeah. that work, you know, guys work on the farm, uh, you know, yeah. all kinds of things. You do not have to say uh, that's garbage yeah, using conventional that. wisdom of America right now, and that's the same garbage conventional wisdom that says you know uh, pizza counts as a vegetable because it has tomato sauce on it. Right, you know, right? Yeah, just using that as an excuse is is yeah no, is no excuse. There's no excuse for that for that like for using that as an excuse. Uh, you know, just Absolutely. like yeah. So anyway, that's the tip of the week. Don't do that. Okay. Yes, there do not is. do that. That's crap. And, and if other you believe that, then you suck and don't. <laughs> don't listen to our show anymore. Angry words. Yeah. You just don't. You don't have to buy into that. There's yeah. nothing that says that you can't do something uh, amazing with yourself at 35 or 40 or 45 or 50 or 55 or 60 or whatever. There's nothing right. that says that. I read an article very quickly uh, the other day about a guy who ran his very first marathon at age 60, and I was like, you know what? That's amazing. Yeah. This guy uh, is is it, well into his 60s when you should when conventional wisdom says we should be slowing down and not doing as much. And this guy is going, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to go run a freaking marathon. Right. But if that's that amazing. guy had just been like sitting in a chair for his whole adult life, like that wouldn't have happened. Like he got up and he was well, proactive I mean, about y- it. Yeah. I mean, eventually you have to make a change, I guess, right. from, from unhealthy to healthy. So maybe he lived a healthy lifestyle up until that point. I didn't really read the article all that well. Or maybe that was the, the impetus for change for him. But whatever. I guess my point is it's never too late. It's never too late to say, you know what, I'm going to do something for my health and for, uh, you know, for my survivability today. Right. You know what, you know? So there it is. Other tips of the week uh, could have been, um, you know, hanging and things like that that we talked about with Kate. So that's really, really good stuff that we talked yes, about. Yes, I'm going to start hanging and I'm going to report back. You need to. Uh, much different than the way I said that I, last time we talked to her that I'm going to start rolling my calves. <laughs> you didn't. Because the first time I did it was last night because I was like, oh crap, we're talking to Kate tomorrow. <laughs> So I will actually start hanging, I promise. And, and one, one thing know. that's good, uh, we didn't, I can mention specifics, but like hang for 30 seconds and then hang for 35 seconds and then hang for a minute and see how long you can, you can get up to the, you know, and that's, you know, that is absolutely going to help you with your pull-up goals. So. Well, and I'm just going to pretend that I'm Sylvester Stallone in a uh, cliffhanger where he has to like <laughs> jump off the side of a mountain and grab the lady's hand and just hold on yep. or die. You can do that. I'll do that. Sweet. Because, um, hey, if that ever comes up for me, I'm screwed because I probably can't hold on longer than about, uh, helicopter, you're going to have to land, buddy. I'm, well, I can't hang on that long. If you can't uh, if you can't hang for very long, you're going to end up probably on America's Funniest Videos, like swinging off of a rope into a lake and then just, you know, like they can't hang. The people just sort of as soon as their body weight hits their hands, they just fall onto the rocks uh, <laughs> before they get to the water. Oh, Those... America's Funniest Home Injuries. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, real quick, let's talk about... Um, the Calton Nutrition Simply Human uh, package that we're giving away. Simply Human Resets. We talked about the beginning of the show. Um, go to simplyhumanlifestyle.com slash shop 
or you can go to the Food for Thought tab at simplyhumanlifestyle.com and find all the information. Another thing you could do, email me if you have questions. Um, a lot of people like wanted a t-shirt instead of going through like the formalities, they've been like, hey, can you send me a picture of all the t-shirts you have? And I'm like, sure, here's a picture of the six t-shirts I have left. I have more now, but uh, it's very informal. Uh, contact us. We'd love uh, for more people to go through the, the reset, the 21-day Simply Human Reset, which is a path to a sustainable path. It is not uh, just some sort of magic three-week period that's going to make you uh, the the epitome of health. It is the it is the the journey that that is kind of like health. a starting block, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Like if you are somewhat and and I can I can sympathize with you. Believe me, people who listen to some of this and they're like, man, where do I get started? It seems like you're sta- standing on the you know the bottom of a mountain, looking up towards the peak. And Mark talks about dancing around on top of the mountain, and you're like, how do I even get started? This is how you get started. If you're confused or, or feeling somewhat overwhelmed by some of this stuff because you're like, man, I love to sit in chairs and I love to you know eat food that's not quite so good for me, and I love to not do you know. This is how you begin. This is a great, great, great way uh, to kind of intro yourself into doing, uh, you know, kind of living the simply human lifestyle, you know? There it is. All right. So buy a reset. Um, leave us a review on iTunes that will enter you into the December Simply Human t shirt giveaway a thon, uh, which we've had two, uh, two winners thus far in October and November. Um, is that all the announcements we need to make? Uh, I think that's good. Yeah, I think we're good. All right, cool. So I already mentioned it, but find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. The Twitter and Instagram handle is at simplyhuman52 because that was my football number, Rick. Uncle Rico <laughs> throwing a football over the mountains. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, we, next week we're going to have John Smith on. The week after that is going to be Luke Norsworthy. Uh, oh, yes. I love Luke. Yes. I also love John, but I also love Luke. Yeah, so we got I love lot, everyone. Lot, <laughs> Rick does love everyone. Uh, so we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Um, leave us a review. We already mentioned that. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember. That's going to do it for this edition. Hang on, hang on, hang on. What am I supposed to say? And remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's uh, your and remember yeah. right there. So until next time, enjoy yourself.